your age your calf three weeks of age or greater you know it's the older the calf is the less vulnerable he is the less vulnerable he is to your 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 scour that's a big advantage and then the last thing is you know genetic information that's available Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Dairy Beef 500 advisor Tommy Cox with some key advice for sourcing dairy beef calves this spring. Tommy, you're very welcome. It's a busy time of year sourcing dairy beef calves at the moment on the Dairy Beef 500 farms. Yeah, um, look, we're in the middle of uh, calving on, on dairy herds right across the country. Um, dairy beef 500 clients um, will be will be actively sourcing calves. It'll be up on over 2,000 calves purchased annually on our 15 uh, dairy beef 500 monitor farms. So uh, the majority of these calves are actually purchased in the spring, no more coinciding with our with the calving pattern of our of our dairy herd. So there is a lot of calves coming onto farms at, at the moment. And what are the main things, Tommy, that farmers are looking out for sourcing these calves? Look, I suppose the main thing you want is an animal that's not going to give you any problems or any bother. Um, what you're looking for is a healthy calf, ideally from a very trusted source, you know, then an animal that will go on and perform well right throughout its lifetime, right up until slaughter. Look at the input costs have gone up dramatically over the past uh, 12 months, even a bit longer. So you're looking for value for money within these calves where possible. The age of the calf is something that, you know, we would be honing in fairly strongly on. You know, you'd want a calf... You know, the older the better, but you're looking for a calf at least three weeks of, uh, of age or, or greater if, if possible. And then, you know, the last but probably by no means least, you know, the genetics of the calf. You know, you want as much information as possible uh, on the genetics of the calf. And that'll give you a good indication how that animal will also go on and perform for you. In relation to the genetics of the calf, I presume you're referring to the dairy beef index and now looking at the commercial beef value. What are farmers looking for when they're looking at both of those indexes yeah look it was the dairy beef index would be be more geared towards dairy farms you know it's it's looking for them to select a, a bull that has as beef traits and then that uh will pass on to the to the, to the next to the offspring so but well, us as you know dairy beef 500 farmers or, or beef farmers what we're looking at more would be the, the new commercial beef value which was launched by the acbf in in late 2021 so look at the, the cbv is is a new tool it's, it's there to assist farmers in selecting animals you know solely for beef production and that's what our dairy beef 500 farmers would be taking these animals fully through to slaughter so it's a tool for non-breeding farmers um it can give an insight into genetic merit of the animals uh based on their on their parentage so it has the five key traits that you'll be looking for as a beef farmer you know the carcass weight the carcass conformation carcass fat docility and you know feed intake and feed efficiency so they're all important traits uh, a beef farmer needs to know so look if it's used correctly and i suppose when further uh, advances are made on it it should identify these uh higher merit animals and you know it should identify these faster growing better shaped animals you know and more feed efficient animals and then inevitably uh, should leave a better margin for beef farmers going forward and you mentioned there, Tommy, the traits for farmers that are looking at sourcing calves. What are the desired traits that they're looking out for, particularly from a health point of view when they're buying calves? Yeah. So look at the appearance of a calf. It's hard to tell a calf whether he's going to, you know, at, at birth, how he's going to go on and perform a slaughter. But as you say, the health traits, look at what you're looking for is a calf that's up and he's alert. You know, he's he's mooching around with the rest of the calves. He's not lying in the corner of the pen on his own. 
you know, he's a clean, uh, clean, damp nose. You know, there's no sign of any mucus out of the nose. Bright eyed, you know, he's up, he's feeding or picking at a, a bit of straw in the pen or a bit of uh, concentrates that's, that's in the pen. You know, there's no any sign of any lameness or any uh, navel infection or anything like that. He's able to wear, bear his weight on, on all his limbs. Ideally, you know, the navel cord, you'd, you'd like to show signs of uh, that had been treated with some sort of a disinfectant, generally iodine, you know, so it's dry, it's withered up and it's it's clean looking. And then just suppose in the shed of calves, you'd like to see nice, relaxed breathing, no signs of any coughing or any mucus from the nose, you know, or any signs of, of, of pulls or, or draws on calves, you know, that might be uh, an underlying pneumonia issue there. Tommy, I suppose we've seen from the Green Acres programme and now moving into the Dairy B500 programme, the source of the calves greatly influences the disease risks on the rearing farm. What factors are most important, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Look, at a young calf, he hits the ground, he's fully naive. So how he's uh, in, in his first few hours of birth, you know, how that calf is treated and the build his immune system will, you know, it'll tell to that calf going forward. So look at what we're seeing on Dairy Beef 500 farms is that, you know, the number of source herds that you're getting calves from, you try and keep it to a minimum uh, where possible. You know, just a lot of calves come onto these farms, but when you mix these calves, you know, from a lot of sources, that's where a potential disease outbreaks. So trying to keep the, the number of source herds, herds to a minimum where possible. Look at what we're seeing working best is for calves are sourced directly from, from dairy farms. You know, they're generally a lot healthier than those purchased maybe through marts or two dealers, you know, where calves might go leave the, far- the dairy farm in the morning and they mightn't arrive onto the to the beef farm maybe the following evening, you know. So they have a long time standing in a mart, they possibly going back to a yard and then they're they're brought to the farm for for a rear. And so that can create a lot of stress and as well as that it creates a lot of mixing with other calves so it exposes them to, to, to risks. Um so if you are buying from from directly from dairy farmers, you know Taking a look around the farm, you know, and, and seeing the, the farm's attention to detail, you know, see did the calf get adequate amount of colostrum, asking a few questions. And, you know, that'll tell you a lot about how well the, the calf would have been reared to date. You mentioned there, Tommy, the importance of transporting. Most calves will be transported some distance to reach the final destination. What should farmers be considering for the transporting of the calves? I know it's not possible to, to source cars locally, but where where possible, it's it's definitely a, a good advantage. But um, I suppose one thing we need to be to be mindful of is the regulations. You know, calves must be at least ten days of age before they travel uh, in excess of hundred kilometers. So that's that's probably one thing we need to be fully mindful of. Um, I suppose a few tips. Look at the obvious things. You know, no overcrowding in 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 trailers. You know, calves are adequate space to maybe even lie down. Nice fresh bread of straw trailer or the the trailer is well disinfected, you know, to, to prevent any cross contamination from previous animals within the within the trailer. You know, the driver obviously drives slowly that you're not shaking the calves around. They're all simple things, but they're they're things that need to be consideration given to. Ideally, if the calf is leaving the dairy farm uh, or wherever he's leaving, ideally if he's fed two to three liters of milk, uh, close enough to 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 loading and. Um, it's it'll keep them it'll keep them full for for the journey, and but I wouldn't overfeed the calves either. Just give them you know two liters or so, and that'll that'll keep them going um for the journey. Like that um, out from that does you know this the basics then just uh, calves of adequate space, adequate airflow through through the through the trailer, and um, then I suppose when he arrives on the on the farm of origin get electrolytes into them first of all, you know, to rehydrate and replenish them and then start them off on, the, on their milk feeding program. 
So how would you manage that calf from once he lands on the farm, maybe for the first 24, 48 hours? Yeah, look, depending on how far he came, you know, if he came, if he came a good distance, ideally try and get, get, uh, give him access to obviously a, a clean, fresh bed, uh, access to uh, straw and, and concentrates and try and get to at least two litres of electrolytes in him shortly after arrival on, on the farm and then possibly electrolytes into him the following morning and then start him off on his, on his milk feeding programme. And when it comes to purchasing calves, you mentioned there across the Dairy B500 farms, there's over 2,000 calves sourced and reared on these farms. What are the key learnings from the farmers? Yeah, look, at the key learnings was um, with regards to health, you know, keeping the, the, the number of source herds to a minimum was the, was the big thing there, which trying to improve. Building a relationship with a dairy farmer, you know, if you can build a relationship with a dairy farmer, maybe have a bit of an input into the genetics they're using, try and get the ideal calf that you want on the ground. You know, it's a win-win for both situations. The dairy farmer has a reliable source for his calves and you as a, as a beef farmer are getting a reliable uh, calf, you know, a well-reared calf. So, you know, that relationship directly off farms, you know, if you had an issue with, with, with farms previously, obviously you're not going to go back there. So when you get that relationship built, it, it'll... Um, you know, it, it improves the, the thing going forward. I suppose another lesson what we see from, from the numbers wise, you know, as you said, there is close to 2,000 calves reared on, on farms. But what we see is, you know, a high number or high proportion of them would be your, your black and white Frisian calves. You know, just, uh, in 2022, um, those uh, close to 1,300 Frisian calves of the 2,000. So there's a high proportion of calves that have been purchased across our farms, actually Frisian, Frisian uh, bred calves. That's great, Tommy. I suppose you've covered a lot of topics with regard health, genetics and the sourcing of the calves. What would be the top three points for farmers going out buying calves in the coming weeks? So look, I suppose the calf source, you know, if you have a relationship built, you know, you have calf from a trusted source, you know, he's after getting enough colostrum, you know, that he's not going to bring in any disease on the farm. That's a big thing, you know. So your calf source, your age, your calf, um, three weeks of age or greater, you know, it's the older the calf is, the less vulnerable he is, Less vulnerable is to your 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 scour, um. So that's a big advantage. And then the last thing is you know genetic information that's available. The sire ideally should be it must be recorded with the animal, you know, because um you want to know what the genetic potential of, of that animal is going for. So you must have a sire recorded with them. And then um when you have the sire recorded, trying and ensure that the sire recorded is is a reasonably good quality uh beef uh, characteristics as well you know so that arm animal will go on and perform at, at slaughter for the for the farm of for the calf rearing farm that's great tommy and there's further details on all the calf rearing process available through the chagas dairy b500 newsletter or the chagas website in the dairy b500 section there will be uh chagas our fact sheets as well on on various times of the year so it will be covering the calf rearing phase and the, the transition to grass so all that information is is the available catcher thanks very much tommy thanks very much that's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Tommy for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.